Hi. How are you? Not too bad in yourself. With all due respect, let's get the small talk. Welcome to Let's Give the Small Talk, a podcast show where we talk about it all, one topic at a time. I'm your host, Tyconis Allison. With that being said, ready, set, stimulate. Let's get small talk. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in to episode 186 of Let's Skip the Small Talk. Ladies and gentlemen, today we're traveling back in time. That's right. It is not 2022. No, my friend. The year is 1806. Mmm. Could you imagine? Before we... Go back to 1806. Just how do you think 1806 was? Wherever you are in the world right now listening, whichever country you may be in, whichever city you may be in, how do you think it was in 1806? Wow. Wow. Over 200 years ago, how was it where you live today? That's something to think about, right? Hmm. Well, believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, I actually had the opportunity to get a glimpse, to get a glimpse, to get a feel. I had the feeling. I had the feeling of how things were in Beacon Hill, which is a neighborhood inside of Boston, Massachusetts in 1806. And I'm happy to share the story with you, how that all came about. As you know, this past weekend I did celebrate a birthday. You heard the last episode, so you are up to date. And so part of my birthday celebration, which was a full surprise, I knew nothing at all. Nothing. I knew nothing. I didn't know what to wear. I didn't know what we were going to eat. I didn't know what we were going to do. I didn't know anything. And to be quite honest with you, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it because when birthdays come about and you are celebrating that person, what I enjoy the most is listening to that person throughout the year and hearing, you know, things they like, you know, especially like gift wise or meals they really enjoyed, you know, if we're eating certain meals throughout the year, or just through conversation, just things they would like to do. And I like to just, I like to put all of that in one big pot. And I like to stir that pot up, you know, once all those ingredients are inside. And I like to let it simmer. And then I like to make a delicious meal that is catered directly for that individual that we're celebrating. And that's what this weekend was. Everything was catered to the boy. Everything that I enjoyed. And uh, and part of this enjoyment. And part of the enjoyment was time traveling. You guys know. Uh, y'all know I love period pieces. Right? Documentaries. Films. Whatever it may be. I didn't get a chance to live in that time period. So... I love museums. 
and my fiance, my lovely sweet fiance, and my lovely sweet daughter surprised me by taking me to the African American Museum that is located on Joy Street in Beacon Hill. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to give you some information about Beacon Hill before I go any further, because I'm going to lay it all out on the line for you, right? I'm going to give you every single detail, but let me tell you, I just want to paint this picture here. In 1789, Massachusetts legally abolished slavery. That doesn't mean things were better overnight. It actually took a period of time. Um, you know, Massachusetts still have the still has the stereotype and there's some truth to it of being one of the most racist states in the country but and this is part of what i learned as well granted we weren't treated the best period in this country period i don't care what number state you are period we weren't treated the best but in massachusetts you had spots where you were treated, mm, I don't even want to say the word okay, I don't want to say fair, I don't want to say decent, you were treated a little bit better than let's say in another city, okay, that that's exactly how I want to put it, because I don't want to sugarcoat it, I don't want to make it sound better than what it was, because it wasn't, but as you know, anytime you study the history of African Americans in this country, there were spots that we had that we flourished in we just had our own communities beacon hill was one of them black wall street was one of them in oklahoma um atlanta is present day one of them right we always have like our spots where we can thrive and for boston it was beacon hill right so in 1789 massachusetts legally abolished slavery all right so like i said on joy street that's where the museum is and this is where a lot of it took place so a large african-american population migrated to the cheap dwellings in the low sunlight high watershed north slope from the north end of joy street that's where i was guys i was literally walking up and down joy street i was there i time traveled i went back to 1806 all right let me finish Joy Street over the entire slope. By 1810, the majority of black Bostonians, 44% to be exact, lived in Beacon Hill. And by 1840, just 30 years later, 61% lived there. Okay? 61. So that's majority. So that neighborhood was majority our neighborhood. Check this out. This is pretty cool. By the time of the Civil War, the slope had become an endpoint for the Underground Railroad. Wow. Ooh, that's just, that excites me so much. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Wow. Just thinking about that. Just, just being able to literally walk up Joy Street and to know that that was a destination point for the Underground Railroad. That's amazing. 
I have so much to say, but I, I'm speechless right now. Like I, I, I love history. Once again, I didn't get a chance to be there. I didn't get a chance to see it. I didn't get a chance to feel it. And probably a lot of that is for good reason. Okay. <laughs> um, and that's why I feel like I truly time traveled. I literally went back to 1806 when we were walking up Joy Street and Alicia said, anybody have any idea where we going? I said, no, guys, I'm just walking. I'm walking aimlessly. I don't know what I don't know where we're going. I don't know the direction. I'm, I'm just walking. And she said, oh, we're here. I'm looking around. I said, OK, where? Where? I look up. I see it says Joy Street. I said, OK. And I still don't put two and two together. And then she said, we're at the African-American Museum. I said, what? Oh, my gosh. I just I just burst, burst in joy. Smiling from ear to ear because she knows this is my bag. Oh, I love me some history. So we walk around to the entrance and we go inside and it's we're part of a group. Right. We go inside. And first thing I see is Frederick Douglass. Right. I see like. This poster of him. I see this book about him. I'm looking around, seeing other literature, other books. I'm seeing um, different exhibits on the wall, just reading, just absorbing the information. And then we go into this room and we sit down and we watch a 17 minute film. And guess what it was all about, guys? It was the history of where we were sitting. We were literally sitting in the first. And the first, I, I, I want to make sure I put emphasis on this. Ladies and gentlemen, the seat I was sitting in next to my fiance and next to my daughter, we were sitting in the Abel Smith School, which was created in 1835. It's the oldest public school in the United States that was built for the sole purpose of educating African-American children. We were sitting right there where they had class, where they had class, where they were learning how to read and write and arithmetic and English. And we were sitting right there where they sat. Dozens of children and even some adults who wanted to learn how to read and write and learn about their history. And so Throughout the movie, it showed and described how we all congregated and came to Beacon Hill and how we built a school. And we also had the African meeting house, which is first, which is why I said we time traveled back to 1806. The African meeting house, which is the next building that we went to. The African Meeting House was built in 1806, and that is the oldest black church building in the nation. Now, if you're anything familiar with our community, you know that we are a very religious community. Uh, you know, hey, listen, with all the things we were dealing with, we needed hope. And God is hope. I mean, when you're waking up, in slavery and you're going to sleep to wake up to be a slave again all you have is hope all you hope is that one day your children don't have to wake up 
in bondage like you did your entire life. You, you understand? So to know that we were literally there where people came and congregated and also had meetings about how to make things better, how to help each other, how to navigate in this racist country where there are so many obstacles and hurdles in front of us, so much red tape trying to stop us and trying to belittle us and trying to minimize us and trying to contain us. And we're coming together and meeting about how we can overcome all of this. Okay, let's build our own church. Boom. Okay, let's build a school for our children. Okay, boom. Let's build a shop here for this. Right? Boom. We have our own grocery store. Wow. Literally, it was our neighborhood, Beacon Hill. Beacon Hill was our neighborhood until we migrated. And this is what I learned in, in the movie. We migrated in the later parts of the 1800s to Dorchester, Roxbury, Mattapan. And that's why we are predominantly in those areas today. It's not by accident, guys. It's not by accident. Nothing in this world is by accident. Nothing. And so it was cool to see because... My my grandma, my nana, she brought a house in Dorchester and my mom was born in Dorchester. My uncle, my brother was born in Dorchester. Growing up, I came and visited my nana's house every other summer. And I was hanging out with my cousins playing in Dorchester. You ever wonder, how in the world did we get to Dorchester? Well, Dorchester was the new thriving community for us after we migrated from Beacon Hill. See, we've always flocked together. When people tell us that we don't work together, we don't get along, we don't look closely. We're outnumbered. We're always together. We're always together. Look around you. Granted, you may live in a diversified neighborhood, whatever it may be, but I'm letting you know majority of the time, Look at New Orleans. Look at Atlanta. Look at Roxbury. Look at Dorchester. You think these things just happen like by happenstance? <laughs> wow. I love history. I love history. After the 17 minute film, we went upstairs and we went into the sanctuary. Literally where they had church at over 200 years ago. Literally where Frederick Douglass, the abolitionist, stood on that same altar and spoke. <sighs> Frederick Douglass. Frederick Douglass. We're standing right there in front of me. Wow. The, the floors creaked as if they were 200 years old they really did and I, I and when I was there and, and and I'm looking around I'm looking up in the balcony I'm I'm looking out at all the pews and I envisioned all of them being filled with my ancestors with that beautiful brown skin coming together making plans 
having hope, trying to make a better day for us today. Where I can actually buy a ticket with my family and go inside a place, a place where once it's all they had. The irony that one day people will buy tickets to come envision what took place here. The irony of it all. That's a beautiful thing. That's a beautiful thing. Afterwards, we went into the African meeting house and we went upstairs and we seen the exhibits. And guys, I cannot make this up. The 54th Regiment, the all-African-American regiment. You guys seen the movie Glory. You guys seen the movie Glory. Denzel Washington won his first Oscar supporting actor. Matthew Broderick, remember him? Where he portrayed Robert Shaw? And I, I was able to see their uniforms. I was, I was seeing what they wore and, and how their hats looked and how their jackets looked. And I, I was able to see like photos of them, of what they looked like. I was able to see books that were published over 200 years ago. The, t- the texture, the material. So fascinating. I was able to to read letters that was written 200 years ago. The penmanship, the word choice, the verbiage. Oh, man. Oh, man. And then from there, we we walked up another set of stairs. And now I was in the 1900s. And, and I can start to hear the trumpets play because the jazz scene in Boston in the 1900s is like no other I'm talking Duke Ellington I'm talking Nina Simone I'm talking Dizzy Gillespie I'm talking Billie Holiday (laughs) I'm talking Louis Armstrong and Billie Holiday on the same poster I'm talking Symphony Hall where Nina Simone sung, where tickets were $2, $4, $6. Can you believe that? Now tickets are $200, $400, $600. Wow. The jazz scene was, was unbelievable. There were dozens of jazz clubs here, here in Boston. You had Lenny's off the turnpike up there in Peabody, Massachusetts. It's a, I'm, I'm seeing all these photos and it's like, wow. Wow. I was literally time traveling. I was literally in the 1800s and then in the early 1900s. And I would have never known how where I live today, how it was. Hundreds of years ago. So just imagine your city. Imagine that. Crazy. Crazy. After that, they surprised me and we went to. Oh, man. I'm still thinking about it right now. We went to Tasty Burger. 
if anyone out there is familiar with it, you know, Tasty Burger has the best burgers, right? Made to order. I remember when Malcolm and Rashida came up to Boston a few years ago. I took them to Tasty Burger right next to Fenway Park and they loved it. They loved it. They loved it. They said, man, Tasty Burger is good. We went to Tasty Burger, had our burgers, ate our food. We went home, went for a little walk, you know, try to walk off some of those calories. <laughs> and then we came home and we played some Uno. Watched a wonderful documentary about polar bears. Learned a ton. You guys know how I am with my animal documentaries and earth documentaries. And we just had a beautiful, beautiful time. You know, I, I love spending that quality time with my family. And I'm just so grateful. So grateful. The day was literally catered to all of my interests. And so, you know, you know they pay attention to the details. And, and that's what that's what makes you feel loved. Right there. Those details remind you of how loved you are. With that being said, let's jump into our next segment. Have a treat. As you know, each and every episode, I recommend something for you to read. I recommend something for you to watch. I recommend something for you to do because you deserve to treat yourself. You absolutely do. So without any further ado, ladies and gentlemen, grab a fork because it is time. It is time for a treat. What I recommend that you watch is the polar bear documentary that you heard me speak briefly about. It is on Disney+. Plus. It's called Disney Nature Polar Bear. And I don't want to give it away because it is very fascinating, right? So it starts off with a mother polar bear and her two cubs. One brother, one sister. And and I love the narration of it, right? Like, I'm still learning about how they got these cameras there in the first place. How they got this footage. But it, it's so cool how once they piece up all the footage and then they have a narrator go over top and just provide that commentary, it, it's it's masterfully done. But it journeys just the Cubs growth and then up to the point where the Cub has to separate from the mother and go out and live on her own. Now, I don't want to give it away. I don't want to give it away. But it just reminds me of being a parent like one day your child is is going to it's going to move out they're going to go to college they're going to get their own apartment get their own house whatever it may be and um it's crazy to see that every every parent uh goes through that you know you 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 love someone so much you invest so much time and energy and and everything into them and and you're grooming them you're grooming them for the world because one day they will spread their wings and fly. Absolutely. All right. So check it out. Once again, it's on Disney Plus. Disney Nature. Polar Bear. Now for something to read. What I recommend that you read. Ladies and gentlemen. Hey, do your history. Do the history on your town, your city 200 years ago. That's what I want you to read about. Because I bet. I bet. You'd be very, very, very surprised. A lot of history there. A lot happens over 200 years. 
All right. Now for something to do. What I recommend that you do is if you plan on visiting the city of Boston or if you currently live in the city of Boston, go to the African-American Museum. I guarantee you, I guarantee you, you will enjoy so much history there. Just to be in that same space is it's it's electrifying. I got goosebumps right now. Just just it's still still soaking in, still processing it all. Mm, 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 mm. Talk about the spirit. I felt the spirit of my ancestors. And it, it, it's, it's just so inspiring. It, it, it instills a sense of confidence within you that look at everything we've been through. People buy tickets to come see what we were doing 200 years ago. <laughs> Crazy. Thank you so much for listening. I deeply appreciate it. If you enjoyed this episode, please spread it by word of mouth. Tell everybody you know. Send it to everybody in your phone. Thank you so much. Before you leave, I want to leave you with this quote. We don't grow when things are easy. We grow when we face challenges. Thank you.